0: Welcome to the Habisha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hey everyone, I'm Matt. Last week, we started a series on retirement accounts and touched on the 401k plan. Hopefully, You've done some work with your employer to go over your 401k plan and optimize the investments and amount you're contributing as best as you can. For those who have 403Bs, the same general rules apply, and at the end of the day, you'll want to check with your employer on the specifics. For this episode, we'll be discussing two different kinds of retirement plans, and I thought it would be best to do one episode and compare the two. I'm talking about the traditional IRA and the Roth IRA. We all know IRA to stand for Individual Retirement Account, but IRS actually defines IRA as Individual Retirement Arrangement. Kind of makes sense, but nowadays you'll hear the A in IRA referred to as Account more often than Arrangement. I thought that was something interesting that you all should know. So let's get started. Remember, last week we learned that a traditional 401k will be available through an employer and 403b plans operate similarly except these are offered by nonprofit companies, religious groups, school districts, and government organizations. The company or organization you work for has to offer this plan for you, and you're allowed to save up to $18,500 in these accounts. Also, I didn't mention this last week, but if you're age 50 or older, the government allows you to save an additional $6,000 in a 401k or 403b as a quote-unquote catch-up contribution. So instead of 18500 that's $24,500 that you're able to save in a 401k or a 403b. And those limits don't count any company match being offered. So there's even more money on the table that's available. But what if you wanted to save even more or didn't like the 401k investment choices offered by your company? Well, This is where you have some options. You can have a traditional IRA and or a Roth IRA. Probably the most significant difference between the two is how taxes are treated. In a traditional IRA, you defer or delay paying taxes on contributions to a later time, like retirement, where you'll hopefully be living in a lower tax bracket. When you start withdrawing money from your traditional IRA bucket, that's when you pay taxes on what you contributed and any gains that your contributions made. With a Roth IRA, you're contributing money you've already paid taxes on. When it comes time to make withdrawals, you don't pay any taxes on what you contributed and you don't pay any taxes on any of the growth either so the money grows tax-free. There are people out there who believe in the future that the government will apply some sort of back-end tax on Roth IRAs. But for now, or anytime soon, it shouldn't be a concern. So for those who are in a low tax bracket right now, the strategy would be to fund a Roth IRA. And for those in a higher tax bracket, a traditional IRA makes sense. Because you're able to lower the amount of taxes you pay and keep more of your money for yourself and we'll learn a little bit more about this later in this episode so how much can you contribute to your Roth IRA or traditional IRA for both traditional IRAs and Roth IRAs you're allowed to contribute up to $5,500 a year or $6,500 a year if you're 50 or older There's that catch-up contribution again. Also, the amount you contribute can't exceed how much you made that year. So let's say for whatever reason you made $4,000 in a year and you get a $5,000 gift from Grandpa or Grandma, no matter what, you can only contribute $4,000. What you contribute cannot be greater than your earned income. Now there are certain requirements that must be met. In order to have and contribute to a Roth IRA. Unfortunately, not just anyone can open a Roth IRA and contribute all the money they want in the world. But as we'll discover, everyone can actually have a Roth IRA no matter your income and we'll learn more about how to do that later. If you're thinking about opening a Roth IRA, there are two considerations you'll want to note. First, your tax filing status. For this episode, we'll just focus on two, single and married filing jointly. For those who file single, you can open and contribute to a Roth IRA if your 2018 modified adjusted gross income is less than $135,000 and those whose status is married filing jointly, your income has to be less than $199,000. There are phase-out limits. This basically means the amount you can contribute to a Roth IRA decreases once you reach a certain income level. For single filers, that phase-out threshold is $120,000. And for married filing jointly, the phase-out begins at $189,000. So this is something you want to check with your tax professional to understand how much, if any, you can contribute to a Roth IRA. For traditional IRAs, the rule is pretty simple. Basically, everyone with earned income can contribute to a traditional IRA. However, your income and participation in an employer plan, like a 401k, will affect how much you're able to deduct from taxes. And something else that I want to make sure that is addressed has to do with the spouses who don't have any earned income. Spouses who don't work can also have a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA. It's known as a spousal IRA. The government made an exception for individuals with spouses who are employed and meet certain requirements. The employed spouse is allowed to make an IRA contribution on behalf of a non-working spouse or a spouse who has little income. These contributions are referred to as spousal IRA contributions. Let's review the requirements for making spousal IRA contributions. To make an IRA contribution for your spouse, you must meet the following requirements of course you got to be married and you must file a joint income tax return and you must have compensation or earned income of at least the amount you contribute to your iras so just because a spouse is not earning income doesn't mean he or she can't have a tax advantage retirement account That's a big benefit because now you can save even more in these tax advantage accounts. What about withdrawing the money? Contributions in a Roth IRA can be withdrawn at any time, tax-free and penalty-free. Remember, I said contributions. To withdraw the earnings tax-free, you'll have to wait five years and be at least 59 and a half. Withdrawals are not required during your lifetime and this makes for an interesting alternative savings account, possibly an emergency fund, and you can leave the money to any beneficiary to inherit and not worry about taxes. When it comes to a traditional IRA, withdrawals are penalty-free beginning at age 59 and a half, and you will have to take distributions at age 70 and a half. Any money left behind in a traditional IRA, the beneficiaries will pay taxes on withdrawals. So whichever IRA you choose to have, maybe both, you'll want to consider the back end when you start taking withdrawals and whether you want to worry about paying taxes now or later. The great thing about these types of IRAs is you have a wide array of investment choices available to you, from CDs to bonds to stocks and mutual funds. It's all there. You all already know that I'm an index fund fan. A big factor in maximizing the profitability of your retirement accounts is how much you're paying in fees. Keep fees low. Do your homework. And compare your investment fees to my favorite funds out there like the Vanguard or Charles Schwab or Fidelity US Total Market Fund. Compared to high cost investments, you're paying pennies in fees for investments that most times perform just as good if not better than what's out there. Remember, this is about long term wealth building. So I mentioned everyone can have a Roth IRA. You're probably saying, wait, you stated there were income limits for opening and contributing to a Roth IRA. While this is true, there is a strategy out there for high-income earners to have a Roth IRA. It's called the backdoor Roth IRA. There's a lot of information out there about the Backdoor Roth IRA and something else called the Mega Backdoor Roth IRA. And we'll unpack these two in the next episode next week. For now, just know you do have an opportunity to have your money grow tax-free in a Roth IRA regardless of income. And this isn't some big secret. It's really an opportunity that our tax authors and government continue to allow year after year. When it comes down to it, I like having both the Roth IRA and or the traditional IRA. There are strategies to optimize the traditional IRA and ultimately pay little tax by converting that money to a Roth IRA over time, which is going to be a topic that I'll cover in the future. Either way, you can't go wrong having one or the other if you're just getting started. The easiest way to look at whether to choose a Roth IRA or a traditional IRA is ask yourself about when you want to pay taxes on your contributions and growth. If you want to pay now and get it over with, then go with the Roth IRA if you qualify. If you want the deduction today and worry about paying taxes later, then go with the traditional IRA. And if you don't qualify to have a Roth IRA, well, you're going to end up with a traditional IRA, so you may as well just go ahead and fund that. Right now, I'm actually funding a Roth account through my 401k. That's something that I want to mention As we get ready to close this episode, in your 401k, you'll have different sub-buckets to be able to save and invest your money in. In my 401k plan, I have the option of investing and saving in the 401k pre-tax bucket, a Roth bucket, and something called the 401a after-tax bucket. So you'll want to check your 401k plan and see what features or sub buckets are available for you to be able to save and invest in. Personally, I like the strategy of saving up to the match in a 401k, and then if you can, save and invest in a Roth IRA at a brokerage firm like Vanguard or Fidelity or Charles Schwab and get more options to invest your money optimizing your retirement portfolio. I'll be sure to lay out some investment strategies for you in an upcoming episode so you have the opportunity to do everything you can on your journey to financial independence. That will do it for today on this episode. I hope you all have a great and purposeful week.